Hello, brothers and sisters. I'm glad to be with you for a brand new week of teachings. This week, we're going to talk about the new creation people. Or you can call it a new race of people. Father, I bless the hearers of these words. I pray, Father, that the spirit of wisdom and revelation rest upon the hearers. And for me, you have, you have been made unto me, Lord Jesus, wisdom. And that wisdom will begin to operate in me right now as it always do. And I thank you for it, Father. For I will speak words of eternal life, Lord, to your sons and daughters. I will edify them. I will bless them, Lord. I will be a good blessing to them by the power of your Holy Ghost that's on the inside of me. I acknowledge that it's you that wills and work it in me to do of your good pleasure. Glory, you're working in me according to your mighty power. So cause your words to flow like rivers of living waters in the name of the Lord Jesus. Genesis 12 and at verse 1, it says, Now the Lord said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred. I want, I want, I want you to notice that he told them, told him to get away from his kinfolk. Oh man, I can stop there for a little while. You know, and I'm gonna type this with the new creation. I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna do before I do it, so you'll know where I'm going. It's good to know where the preacher going. You know, from the beginning, a lot of people like to make it a mystery. And then reveal it at the last. I'd like you to know where I'm going before I get there so you can get even more revelation. Well, notice that God said to Abram to get out of out of the country he was in and from his kinfolks and from his father's house unto a land that he will show him. You know, some of you might have grew up in a, a certain church from you. And some of you might grow up in a different religion, in a different state, in a different city than what the Lord wants you to be. The Lord might not want you to be at the church you're at. He might not want you to be around your family members. He might not want you to be in the religion you're in. He might not want you to be in the state or the city you're in. He might have a divine plan for you. He took this Syrian, Abraham, as we know him, he was called Abram right here because God changed his name. But Abraham was a Syrian. We're talking about new creation people, a new race of people. Abraham was a Syrian. There was no such thing as Jew or Hebrew. Abraham was a Syrian. And God took this Syrian and made him his own race of people. He regenerated him, regenerated him, made him peculiar, made him a different race of people. God did that. God did that. And see, now the same thing is happening in the new covenant. God is calling people from their white heritage, from their black heritage, from their Jewish heritage, from whatever heritage they got, their Greek heritage. Not telling you to forget that you're a Jew or white or black or 
Now you you know you white, you know you're black, you know you're Jew, you know you're uh, whatever you are, Greek. But I, I wish people could catch Paul's revelation when Paul said it's neither male nor female. Some people caught up on women's rights. They got the women's rights movement and all this. You know, all this stuff is demonic. To put your focus, they, to see the world is focused on things, white history month, black history month, remember slavery, this Jewish history, uh, Greek history. Look, I'm not trying, American history, whatever. Look. I love I love America, but you know, all the kingdoms of the world one day, you know, you know, Satan told Jesus that uh, he'll give him all the kingdoms of the world if he'll worship him. Do you know, Satan is the prince of the power of the air. He's the god of this world. We are born again and citizens of another dimension. We're in the kingdom of God. You could tell the laws they passed. Abortion laws where they're killing babies and uh, two men get married, two women get married. You can tell the laws that they pass and you can know that they're not in a godly kingdom. That the men and women that you're putting in office, that, that are they are ungodly because they're governed by demonic power. And the only way you can bring godliness to a country, city, nation, state, county is by the intercession of, of the saints. I believe sometimes we get focused on the wrong thing. We get focused on things that don't make a difference instead of being focused on the intercession. You have to understand that if a person is not in this new creation, if he's not confessed Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, he's not born again. And he's not in the new creation. I don't care what he calls himself. He, he, you must be born again. Jesus telling his Jewish brethren, you must be born again. But before then, before Jesus came, God took Abraham and started a race of people and gave them holy, godly laws. That if they keep these laws, they'll be in fellowship with him. And the seal of that covenant, the covenant means to cut, was circumcision in the body. When Jesus came, he started a new race. The same, the same pattern now from the Old Testament. God taking Abraham, telling him to get from his country, Syria, from his kinfolk, from his father's house, until a land that he would show them. I'm reading at Genesis 12, now we have verse 2. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and I will curse him that cursed thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. I want to tell you something. I'm, I'm just going to talk plain. You could not agree with me. I want you to know I love you. I don't, I don't like all these, all this stuff where they, where they be always trying to make things where they got us tensed up with the races and with the gender and all that. Because I know it's demonic and I know the purpose of it. Is, is is designed to get your mind on carnality. You know, in our everyday life, we don't live like that. I don't go to church. You know, it's white people at my church. Oh, the first thing, that, don't, that ain't the first thing I do, go to church and look around 
and see how many black folks and how many white folks. You don't do that unless somebody bring it into your consciousness and vice versa. That stuff is brought into people's consciousness by the laws they pass, by, by the things people do in the world. And see, it, it really, I ain't gonna lie, it really irritates my spirit because it's based off a of demonic system. See, we've been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. When you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we are all one. We're, we're one member's many bodies. We're not worrying about what color Jesus was and so forth and so on. And the world, you know, the world used that trick when I was at Tuskegee University. I was raised up to be a Christian by my, by my grandma and my mama, and they taught me the word of God. We had to go to church. Then I got to college. They started teaching me all this stuff. Uh, you were stolen from, you know, uh, gay, the, the slave master, and they, all this stuff. And the white man is the devil and all this stuff. What was that designed to do? It was designed to make me hate white people. And if you could be white and somebody might have taught you the same thing, designed to make you hate black people. And you could be a Jew. And 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 and, and you could you could have such a pride because God chose Abraham till you think you're more than the other people, or you could be like the Muslim and you hate the Jews. And see, Satan always used the vision. That's one of his tactics, the, the vision. I wasn't trying to go here, brothers and sisters, but I'm telling you, we are one in Christ. We are one in Christ. We're not separated. We're not separated based on creed, color, male, female, and all those. We are one in the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm sorry I got off subject, but I had to. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Be blessed. Well, brothers and sisters, I'm very happy to be with you once again on this Tuesday. We're talking about the new creation people, our new race. Glory. And I release upon you, I, I, I pray to the Father in the name of Jesus Christ that he will release upon you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let's go to Romans, the 10th chapter. This is Paul writing to the church in Romans. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Now, Paul did not walk with Jesus in the flesh. Paul received all this revelation spiritually. When, 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 when Paul got born again, before he got born again, his name was Saul. He was in the Jews' religion. He was a Pharisee, a Hebrew of the Hebrew. I mean, he was zealous. I mean, he was disciplined concerning the faith. A real Hebrew, a real Jew, practicing Jew, under perfect order with the laws and ordinances of his religion. Well, when, when God met him, because he knew he had a zeal and he knew he had the right spirit and he was doing things ignorantly, Paul later revealed that God revealed to him that he gave him grace. He said he blasphemed, but God gave him grace because he'd done it ignorantly, right? Paul did not know that God had created a fresh new way 
a fresh new race of people, a fresh new creation. Because he knew that once God took, took Abraham, Abram, and made a Jewish race out of Abram. Take a man, recreated him, made him his own race of people. He had descendants, he made their descendants multiply so much that they had their own country. He gave them the own land. And so he was so, that was, that was the way he did it to, he sent Jesus through that nationality, through that gender, that race of people, I meant to say. Jesus is a Jew. He came through the Jewish people. But the revelation that he gave Paul was, now is not, salvation is not just for the Jew no more. It's not just based off this race of people anymore. God is creating a whole nother race again. He's doing the same thing he did in the, old, uh, in the old covenant. He's doing it again, but he's doing it a better way. You notice that God has had a old and the new. He said you can't put new wine in old bottles. So Paul understanding that God is not dealing with Israel like that anymore, he said he wanted to be saved. He was acknowledging that they wasn't saved because they hadn't it hadn't been revealed to them yet that this new way. And God blinded them on purpose so us heathen, us Gentiles, can be engrafted into this new race of people, him being a fair God. Because if God wasn't righteous, you could say, well, God, I would have got saved if you made me a Jew, but you didn't make me a Jew. You made me a Gentile. So God being righteous, he went to the Jew first and said, okay, now I'm going to go to the Gentile, and I'm going to bring all people, Jew, Gentile, everybody into God through the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the revelation. So in verse 2, he said, for I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. In other words, they're trying to do what God says, but they don't have the right knowledge. And there's a lot of people that have a zeal of God, but they don't have the right knowledge. Verse 3, it says, For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. I could preach on that all day. Now, you got Gentiles that was engrafted in by Christ doing the same thing that the original people was doing, trying to make rules and regulations to establish their own righteousness. But see, you can't establish your own righteousness. You can't make righteousness on what you wear and put on, or, or, or you keeping this day, or observing the feasts, observing this and that. That is not God's righteousness under the new covenant. See, you can't add. One place he said, don't add to and don't take from. You cannot add what you think to God's righteousness. Your opinion is wrong. I don't care how you feel in your spirit, because your spirit is not agreeing with the word. It's not the spirit of God. You might think, well, folks need to get saved and do this. Or folks. No, they don't. They need to do it the way God said do it. You know, Paul got on a bunch of them because... The Jews, they were so used to their customs in the Old Covenant, which was the word now, but they didn't understand. Some of them did understand. Paul rebuked Peter because he made one of the guys that was with him get circumcised. Well, circumcision was the way in under the Old Covenant. The blood covenant of the Old Testament was you shed your blood through circumcision. Under the New uh, Covenant, Jesus Christ shed his blood. And the way in is to confess it. See, it's not a it's not a physical act anymore. 
is a vocal act. It's a confession. You know, uh, this Christianity thing is a great confession. See, under the new covenant, which Solomon had the revelation of it, the power over death and life is in the tongue. It's the great confession. So, see, Paul understanding this, and, and Paul, the one say we have the same spirit of faith, we have believed, therefore, have we spoken, you have believed, and therefore you speak. Paul understanding that, that Jesus was speaking prophetically about what he was going to do, and the disciples that was walking with him still under sense knowledge, they didn't totally understand the revelation until he died. You see what I'm saying? So Paul understanding this, you know what I'm saying? And he's saying that they're ignorant of God's righteousness. God's righteousness is to confess Jesus Christ as Lord. When you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord, you are a new race. God has regained you. My pastor re uh, released a word, and I had I, that had already been in my spirit, letting, them know, letting me know that the Spirit of God is speaking to all of us. He was talking about regene, regenerate. He mentioned it before, but it didn't register on my spirit to this time. See, you have a new DNA. God's blood is upon you through the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was God in the flesh. God came in sinful flesh and reconciled man unto himself, not impugned man's trespasses to them. You have your blood mingled with the blood of God. Say it. Say, my blood is mingled with the blood of God. See, when you take communion, God is supernaturally turning that communion into his blood. He's supernaturally turning that wafer into his body. So you're supernaturally drinking his blood and supernaturally eating his body. And when you drink the blood of Christ, you know, symbolically, or you could do it by confession because it's by faith. Your blood, God has supernaturally mingled his blood with your blood. I done heard a scientist being able to take the blood of Christians and can tell they were, were Christians because there's something different in their blood. See, God has regened you. He has regenerated you. See, that's how that healing power flow. When you understand that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, that healing power, it flows through your body. Suppose you have a swollen ankle, and you say, my ankle is healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Listen closely. And then one of your friends say, well, you off your mind because they heard you say your ankle was healed in the name of Jesus. They say, you out of your mind. You know, God, now God gave you sins. You better go to the doctor. You say, well, I know that. But my ankle is healed in the name of Jesus Christ. What you're doing is you're confessing what God said, and you know that that swollen anger is camouflage. You know when the devil come try to tell you you're not saved, that he's trying to camouflage himself, because the Bible says when you confess Jesus as your Lord, you are saved. See, and when you know what the word says, for the word is true, see that swelling, it leaves that ankle. It leaves that ankle. It leaves that ankle. Where your friends are trying to operate in sense knowledge, you're operating in the spirit of faith. The same thing go with drinking his blood and eating his flesh. You have been regenerated by the power of the Holy Ghost. You are a new creation. You are a new creature. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. 
I'll talk to you tomorrow. Be blessed. Hallelujah. Glad to be with you once again. We're talking about the new race of people, or the new creation people. That is who you are. You are a new person. You are a new creation. You're not black. You're not white. You are a special person. You've been bought with a price. Did you know that? Did you know it says in Corinthians you've been bought with a price? Yes. You've been paid for. You've been bought with a price. You've been bought with a price. You know what that price was? That price was the blood of Jesus. He shed his blood to purchase you. You are a purchased individual. You've been redeemed. It's just like if you if you read the law, it talks about redemption, that you can redeem the slave, this and that and the other. Well, we were slaves to the devil. <clears throat> we was in trespasses and sin. And Jesus Christ, you know the wages of sin is what? Death. So when you sinned, you had to pay a penalty for that. And you was going to pay that penalty. And the wages of that sin was death. I'm not talking about natural death. I'm talking about the second death, spiritual death. And you was going to have to pay that penalty, which is the lake of fire. Well, Jesus paid that penalty for you. He died naturally and he died spiritually. I don't have time to get into that revelation. But, yes, he died a spiritual death, went into hell, preached to the souls in prison. It's, all, it's in your Bible. And brought them out of hell, uh, that resting place. And when he went up to heaven, all those people under the old covenant went to heaven with him. How many of them read? It is mentioned once where it says when he rose from the dead, the graves of them that had died opened also. How many read that? It's not in there a lot. It's one verse on it. You got to be real spiritual to catch it. But when he rose again, he ascended into heaven with those same people. They didn't have to die anymore. They went to heaven with Jesus under that first blood covenant, the blood of bulls and goats, waiting for the real sacrifice to come, which was the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. And now since the real sacrifice has come, them that believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you are a new creation. You are a new species. You're not the same person. You've been bought with a price. Look, God does not dwell in temples made with hands. Did you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? It says it in the Word of God. It's in Corinthians. Now, the Holy Ghost is, is working through me as a well of water right now, springing up into everlasting life. So I can't go read all these. You just got to Google search it or go to it. But Christ has purchased you with his own blood, and he does not dwell in a temple made with hands like he did in the Old Covenant. In the old covenant, he dwelt in the Ark of the Covenant. Under the new co covenant, he dwelt in your body. Know ye not that your body is the temple of God? God is dwelling in your body, and he has regenerated you. He has regenerated you. You're not your own. You've been bought with a price. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. He's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So don't identify with yourself with with just your race, your natural race. Don't identify with yourself with just your natural country. It's okay to enjoy your country because God did establish the United States and God did establish Israel. And there's certain things God wants us to do. He wants us to run these places as godless stewards. He wants to have his people 
in the natural charge. You want God want his people in Congress, his people in the city government, his people running the show so that his people can have a place to dwell and worship him. If you got the devil running the United States, the devil running the, running the governor of Alabama, the devil running the city, the, the devil running the council, if you got people in the mayor's council, the city council, and the state government that's that's racist, I'm talking about on either side. They don't only care, care about, about their race, only care about the black, only care about the white, only care about this, that, and the other. That's the money. You you got to have people in there that have to, that love people. You know, you got people that love people. They're not going to misuse the money. They're not going to take the money and misuse the money and steal the money. That that goes down to even if you're in a union, you got the mafia running the union. They take they they, they killed Jimmy Hoffa. You know, I was born in '74, but I heard the story because they money laundering, killing folks. That ain't that ain't godly to kill people over over some union money. Think about this stuff. And you got unions now that ran by the mob. That they they got <laughs> Let me get off of that. What I'm saying is God want a godless system set up. That's why He chose people out of every race, creed, to be born into this new family. Let's go to Romans. Let me just start again at, the, at Romans 10 and at verse 1. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer for God to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Now this Paul, now Paul is a Jew, but he's born again. All right, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness, everyone that believeth. For Moses described the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. We're not under the Mosaic law anymore. You're not under the law of circumcision anymore, where you got to shed your blood by circumcision. No, Jesus has shed his blood. That's how you entered into the covenant in the Old Testament. God told Abraham to circumcise himself when he was 99, Ishmael was 13, and he circumcised Isaac the eighth day, I believe. So he circumcised all of them and entered into a covenant. That's how they entered into a covenant. Even Moses, one place, if you read around the, the third or the fourth chapter of Exodus, God was going to kill Moses because he hadn't circumcised one of his boys because he would have been out of covenant. Now, we ain't under that covenant anymore. See, for Moses described the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things, I don't do those things. I don't keep the Ten Commandments. I keep two, two laws. Jesus gave us two laws. The love of the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and the love of our neighbor as ourselves. Under those two laws is all of it. See? All right? But the righteousness which is of faith speaking on this wise. Say not in thine heart, who shall ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Or who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring Christ again from the dead. But what said it? Now, Paul revealing the new covenant. The word is not the even in thy mouth. This is how the new covenant is released. This is how this new creation people operate. They operate by the power of confession. They operate by the power of speaking. You know, even Moses, 
was operating somewhat in this administration. One place, Moses was crying under God because they was being attacked. And God said, what you crying under me for? Speak. And Moses began to stretch out that rod and begin to prophesy. Hallelujah. But what said it? Verse 8. The word is not the even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach and I preach. I preach the word of faith. The word is in my mouth. The word is near me. What said? The word is near me, is in my mouth and in my heart. Your heart is your spirit. Jesus is a well of water in your soul. Christ is in you, the hope of glory. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So you are a new species. You are a new creation. You are a new race. God is on the inside of you, and God is living in you, and he's dwelling in the temple, which is your body, and he has become on the inside of you a well of water, glory, a well of water in your inner man, springing up into everlasting life. See, the word is not thee, even in thy mouth and, and in thy heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach. And this is how you get born again, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You got to confess him as your Lord. You got to confess him as your Lord. Believe it in your inner man and start to adhere to his teachings. For with the heart man believing unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That's why I always talk about the power of speaking. For, for the scripture said, whosoever believe it on him shall not be ashamed. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. Brothers and sisters, I hope you're enjoying this. I love you. May God's grace and peace be multiplied upon you until we talk again. Shalom. Hello, new creation people, new species of people, new race of people. Glory. I'm glad to talk to you, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. May the presence of God be powerful upon you today as we release this word from the throne. Out of my belly shall flow the rivers of living waters. But greater are you that is in me, Lord Jesus, than him that is in the world. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm excited. I can feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Let's go to 1 John, the fourth chapter, and let's start at the fourth verse. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, <clears throat> because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Oh, man, I got to say this again. Ye are of God. Do you believe that? I just told you. Have you confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Some of you just answered yes. Do you know that ye are of God? You need to confess it. Say, I am of God. Say it again. Say, I am of God. See, I want this to get in your spirit, and it gets in your spirit by how? Confession. This thing is the great confession. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Who have you overcome? Who have you overcome? You have overcome every attack against your finances. You, who is doing it? Demons are doing it. You have overcome them. You have overcome every sickness against your body. Who's doing that? God's not doing it. God's not putting sickness on you. You have overcome them. You have overcome the demons that are attacking your body. Why? Because you are of God. And there's another way you've overcome a 
greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You have world overcoming faith on the inside of you. Say that. Say, I have world overcoming faith on the inside of me. You know, you can take this scripture, you confess this all day. You you take it, take it part by part. First, you confess that you owe God. Spend spend three or four minutes on that. And then, then confess that you've overcome them. And name what you've overcome. I've overcome sickness. I've overcome poverty. I've overcome spiritual death, for I have eternal life. Glory, I've overcome the world. I've overcome mental attacks. I've overcome mental illness. I've overcome. I've overcome. You are an overcomer. You have overcome them, brothers and sisters. You have overcome. You have overcome because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. He is a well of water down in your soul. Glory, hallelujah, springing up into everlasting life. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Hallelujah, you have world overcoming faith on the inside of you. See, the devil has tried to put poverty on some of you. You know how you overcame? You overcame by the blood of the lamb. And the word of your testimony. You know what that means, the word of your testimony. See, when the devil tries to put that poverty on you, suppose, okay, I'm speaking to someone that hadn't overcome that yet. Let me tell you how you overcome. You overcome by the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord says, my God supplied all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. The word of God said, that, that was in Philippians. This was in the one I'm about to quote now is in 2 Corinthians, I think, eight, the 8th chapter. It says, Jesus, uh, Jesus became poor that you through his poverty might become rich. The word of God is, is your weapon. The word of God, see, the word of God is quick, powerful, and sharper than a two-edged sword. This is how you overcome them. This is how you overcome them. God supplied all my needs. I have been made rich. It's not going to be. You have said now. See, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, that you might be made the righteousness of God in him. You've overcome sin because you've been made righteous. But the but the way you obtain that promise, the way you make it made manifest, it's a right now thing. You can't put it in the future. You got to say, I am. Don't say I'm going to be the righteous. No, you say I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. See, Jesus bore your sins in his body on the tree, that you being dead to sin should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. See, you're not trying to get healed. So suppose a person have cancer in their body. They they quietly, you know, and, and gently, with with a with an inner faith, with an inner peace, they say Jesus laid this disease, and they call it out in his body on the tree. You might have to say that about 30 or 40 times. Call that disease out. Jesus laid this high blood pressure in his body on the tree. Jesus laid this diabetes in his body on the tree. Jesus laid this thing in his body on the tree. Jesus laid this thing in his body on the tree. I'm dead to sins, and I live unto righteousness by whose stripes I am here. If I were here, I am here. Now, faith says that while the disease is still there. Now, somebody might say, well, you crazy. God gave you sins. If you had sins, you'll go find the best cancer specialist, or you'll go take radiation, 
or you'll go have them amputate your leg. But the spirit of faith said, God, my God, don't lie. If God said I'm healed of this disease and he bore my sins and he bore my diseases, like it says in Isaiah 53, by his stripes I'm healed, that he was bruised for my iniquities, he was chastised, you know, that uh, for my peace and by his stripes I'm healed. If he said that, this disease is camouflage. It's the camouflage of Satan. It's acting like it's in my body. It's camouflaging itself. It's showing up on the x-ray, but it's not so. The truth is, is by his stripes I'm healed. So the spirit of faith says that while the disease is still showing up on, on, on the system, showing up on the x-ray, showing up on the, on the CAT scan, showing up on whatever, the PET scan or whatever, faith says Jesus laid these diseases on his body so I don't have it. I don't care what they say. I am healed. I am healed. And I think, and it praises. It starts praising God. It starts praising God while the pain is still in the body. It praises the Lord. I mean, it acts a fool praising God for the healing while the pain is still in the body. Now, people might say, you're stupid. You're crazy. You've been around them holy rollers and you've been around that stupid bunch and uh, God gave you sense. Well, God did give you sense knowledge. You know, your, your, your five senses, your smelling, tasting, touch, but he wants you to operate in the spirit realm, see? He wants you to operate in the spirit of reality, the spirit of truth. And what he said is true. You know, you, you could say, well, a person been, been smoking and drinking, cussing, killing, murdering, doing all kind of stuff, and then they get born again, and, and God said they've been made holy, they've been made righteous. You might say, well, that joker, that ain't holy. I know what he used to do. That joker, that ain't righteous. I know what he, but you, what you, but the Christian, though, you take the word of God and what it says as true. If God said he made that man holy, if God said he made that man a woman righteous, they are holy. They are righteous. They don't, I don't care what they done done, what they done did, and the mistake they might make in the future. See, he made Jesus to be sin who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. As long as you're in Christ, you're righteous. Now, if you ain't in Christ, you're not righteous. You've got to be in Christ. The same thing, just like you saved by faith, you're healed by faith. Just like you heal by faith, you get finances by faith. When you release your faith in the word of God, you get it. Why? Because ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the word heareth them. We are of God, he that knoweth God, heareth us. He that is not of God, heareth not us, hereby we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Be love. Let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. That's how you know you, you're born of God, when you just can't help loving people. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. Hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. In verse 15, it says, Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Verse 18, it says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. If any man that say, I love God and hated his brother, he is a liar. 
For he that loveth not his brother whom he have seen, how can he love God whom he have not seen? And this commandment have we from him that he who loveth God loveth his brother also. Be blessed. Well, hello, new creation people. I'm glad to be with you once again. And I say grace and peace be multiplied upon you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, let the spirit of revelation rest upon each person that is hearing my voice, the spirit of wisdom. Glory, hallelujah, let it be upon every person that's hearing my voice. Glory, let your divine healing power work through them and upon them, Father. Cause their youth, I decree over you that your youth is renewed as the eagles. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. <clears throat> you know, um, new creation people are faith people. For it is written, the just shall live by faith, or the justified ones. How are you justified? You're justified by the blood of Jesus Christ. And justified means just as if you never sinned. You know, to be justified means that you have the ability to stand in the presence of God and Satan without fear or any inferiority. Uh, any kind of uh, um, uh, uh, thing that makes you nervous or scared, you can come boldly <clears throat> to the throne of grace because you're holy, you're righteous. Now, if you was trying to come based off your life, you 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 would know you couldn't come. You know you can't come based off just you because you know that you have missed it. All of us has missed it. That's what made this thing so remarkable. God has made us righteous where we can stand in his presence without any fear or inferiority. We can stand in the presence of Satan without any fear or inferiority. He has made us a master over Satan. <clears throat> we are new creation people. We are new species. Second Corinthians 5 and 17, it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. <clears throat> when you accept that Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you became a new creature, a new species. The same way when Abraham accepted the, the, the God as his father, he became a new race. You was regenerated. You was given brand new genes. God genes is on the inside of you. Now, the way this thing works is you have to acknowledge it. See, the way healing works, you know, a lot of when people can't obtain their healing is because they don't know how it quite worked. And as they keep hearing the words of God and they learn how it worked, they can get their healing. I'm going to add a little more to you. If you got a headache, backache, crooked spine, Need a new knee, torn meniscus, torn ACL. Need a new hip. Need a new ankle bone. Need a new liver, a new heart, a new lung. See, the word of God says in Psalms 103, he heal it all your diseases. He forgive it all your iniquities. Now, 
you have to ask yourself, is that so or not so? And then you know it's so because the Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, but not his word. You know it says in the word of God that God cannot lie. So there's no gray area. God heals your diseases. Even in the old covenant, he didn't suffer their feet to swell. He said, I put none of those diseases on you that I put on the Egyptians. And that means he would not allow, you know, the translation and stuff like that. It says he won't put it on you. <clears throat> that means God would not allow them on you. Now, suppose Satan has camouflaged himself in some kind of way. You might have had a lack of faith or a lack of knowledge. See, one place in the word of God, it says my people perish for lack of knowledge. In other words, the knowledge that they lack is their privileges in the in the word, the privileges in Christ. One of your privileges is that is to have your body healed. Another privilege is to have money. Another privilege is to have one-on-one -on -one fellowship with God. You've been delivered in three areas. You've been delivered from spiritual death. That means you can talk to God. That that's it, because he says, My sheep know my voice. And the voice of a stranger I will not follow. As you begin to acknowledge that you know his voice, you begin to hear his voice better. You have to acknowledge it. Lord, you said my sheep know my voice. That means I know your voice. And begin to talk to God. And you begin, he's been talking to you the whole time. You just hadn't discerned it. And you'll start saying, wait a minute. That voice I've been hearing, that was the voice of God. He's been talking to you forever. Since you've been born again, he's been talking to you before you got born again. He the one spoke to you to cause you to get born again. Glory. But he's also healed your body. <clears throat> you don't wait until you see it in the natural before you have it. You know he's done it because you know he can't lie. And so I don't care what the doctor told you. I don't care what your mind told you. Your mind, one lady I prayed for, she got healed. And about five years later, she said, Derek, it came back. It came back. I said, how do you know it came back? I just know I can tell. But see, that was the enemy camouflage. He and, and you know, you know how it go. I hate to tell that story, but the enemy was able to camouflage himself to make her confess that it was back. To make her constantly working on her mind. See, the enemy can't take your healing. He can only camouflage it through your mind or in symptoms in your body. And unless you accept it, unless you say, well, I guess I got it. Well, it came back. Oh, I think I got Unless you use those words, he can't put that on you. He can't mess with your money unless you get in agreement with him. Or if he's messing with your money, you got to drive him out by, by the confession of your word and your decrees. Don't agree with him. Don't say words like, Man, every time I get some money, it's gone off. The enemy has did it. Don't don't agree with him. Don't agree with him with, with, with the diseases in the body. Don't agree with him. Say, no, nah, this is a camouflage. I remember uh, uh, Paul Paul Billy told me one time. He said he was having some chat. This was years ago. He may rest in peace. But he told me, he said, um, he was having some symptoms or something in his chest or something. He said, well, I guess God want me to pray for somebody because this can't, this can't be my symptoms because I'm I'm healed. And he said he'll pray. Sure enough, it was somebody needed healing. 
He said, it got to be somebody else's symptoms because it can't be his because he's ill. Uh, see, either there's that or is, is the enemy trying to camouflage it to make you speak that. See, as long as you don't speak that, you can't have that. See, uh, see, people perish for lack of knowledge. That's why God gave, gave me this ministry to give his people wisdom, to give his people understanding and knowledge. Begin to change your confession. Don't agree with don't agree with the devil's plan. Don't agree with the symptoms of your body. Disagree with it. Disagree with it. I know a man right now named uh, Brother Johnny. If you if he was going by the X-rays, he wouldn't be able to work. I wish I ought to, I ought to get him record his message and put it on here. If he was going by the X-rays, he wouldn't be able to work. He's walking around. They say they don't know how he's walking. Yeah, because he don't have that disease. He don't have that disease. You don't have that disease. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. If God is dwelling in your body, and he say, I'm the Lord thy God that healeth thee, by his stripes I'm healed. He may, you know, he bore your sins in his body on the tree that you, you being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. He say, heal it all your disease and forgive it all your iniquities. There's plenty of scriptures on it. If those scriptures are true, which they are, that means that disease is violating the word. And we're not going to stand for that. We're not going to have that. And we're going to believe what God said. First, we're going to cast it out. Disease, you got to get out of here. And then right after that, we're not going to wrestle with it. We're going to say it's a camouflage. It's gone. And the same thing with your finances. The same thing we're hearing from God. You don't have to do anything special. God and Jesus has did all the work. He did all the work. He said it is finished. So you are a new creation. Old things have passed away. You are an ambassador of Christ. For he made him to be sin who knew no sin, that you might be made the righteousness of God in him. Brothers and sisters, I enjoyed you. Have a great weekend. Talk to you next week. Be blessed.